Welcome to the Morning Inspiration Podcast with Pastor Walt. At Chosen City Church, we are chosen to overcome, to build, and to be like Jesus. We pray that this podcast will empower you to do the same on today. Lord, we love you. We praise you. God, we you are truly worthy to be praised. God, we have come into this space uh, today, Father God, as we continue this journey uh, towards uh, uh, 40 days of prayer and fasting, 40 days of coming together as a family in your name to hear from you. God, forgive us of our sins. Forgive us of our shortcomings. God, if you don't mind, Lord, speak uh, through this word with clarity and boldness, Father God, so that individuals are encouraged and challenged, Father God, to be obedient to your word. Lord, when it's all said and done, we're careful to give your name all of the glory, honor, and praise. It's in the powerful name of Jesus we pray together. Amen, amen, amen. All right, family, today our scripture will be coming out of uh, uh, Ecclesiastes, uh, the uh, 11th chapter. Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. And uh, it's a short chapter. Um, it's about 10 verses or so. Uh, but instead of uh, just reading those up front today, I want to go at this a little bit of a, a different of a different angle. But if you are following along in the scripture, go ahead and get Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. I like the New Living Translation because uh, it's going to uh, inspire us today. Somebody drop that in the comments, please, for me on all of the platforms. So when people come in, they'll know exactly where we were coming from. Ecclesiastes, uh, the 11th uh, chapter. And our subject for today is simply this. Uh, no risk it, no biscuit. Yep, you heard it right. No risk it, uh, no biscuit. Has anyone heard that phrase before? It's a phrase uh, that became uh, popular with the uh, head coach of the uh, Tampa Bay, um, you know, Buccaneers. Uh, he tells the story of how um, at a time in his life where he was having some uh, some challenges and some time of his life where he was trying to find his way toward his purpose and call and things of that nature. He was working at a, as a bartender. And he said he encountered an older gentleman that just really encouraged him and inspired him uh, to, hey, you, you got to take a few more risks uh, for what you was really on your heart, for what you really uh, called to do. Uh, you, you just got to be willing to, to, to jump out there a little bit more or you'll never, you know, obtain uh, what it is that you really um, desire. And so this morning, I want to encourage you and challenge you and remind you, again, the name of this one is No Risk It. No biscuit. Somebody type it in. No risk it. If you don't take the risk, <laughs> you won't get a biscuit. No risk it. No biscuit. Y'all got it? <laughs> no R-I-S-K space I-T. Uh, no risk it. Right? No biscuit. You got it? Uh, remember that. I want you to walk around all day, get the water cooler. I want you to tell them no risk it, no biscuit. Right? So uh, so from that point forward, he decided, you know what? I'm going to be a little bit more bold in my career. I'm going to be a little bit more bold in what, uh, what I'm called to, you know, what I'm called to do took so many chances as a coach and he had so many downs and so many losses. But one day um, after a while, by and by, uh, he finally uh, had some success. And so uh, when I thought about this concept, I said, wow, God, this is really speaking to me. Uh, does your word talk about, you know, uh, taking risks like this? Is this something that we could tell the people of God? And I was led to Ecclesiastes, uh, the 11th chapter. Now, Ecclesiastes, we've talked about uh, my brother uh, Solomon uh, before, 
Uh, Solomon is certainly one that God blessed with wisdom. So what you have here is an individual that was extraordinarily wise. Not only was he wise, he was he was wealthy. Um, there's one thing with somebody that's broke talking to you about money, but when, when one of the wealthiest individuals that ever lived is talking to us about success, uh, perhaps there's something that we could uh, listen uh, listen and learn from. When one of the wisest individuals that ever lived uh, talking to us about um, uh, victory, perhaps there's something that we can learn. Now, what we understand about Solomon is that he was not only a king and not only was he wise, he was a preacher. Right. So he was a preacher and he often often had questions and struggles. When you read the book of Ecclesiastes, uh, there's so much wisdom here. And perhaps in your in your study time, if you have not uh, read the book of Ecclesiastes, you should read it because Ecclesiastes, he struggles uh, through a lot of concepts in life. It seems like sometimes he doesn't have faith at all, but then he'll surprise you and turn around and let you know he was just kind of musing. Have y'all ever done that? Talk to me. Have you ever take some time to just kind of go back and forth and be honest? about your feelings. Like even sometimes you say, God, I really don't understand you in this situation. God, I don't really understand why you did it this way. So uh, Solomon uh, is one of those individuals that is kind of honest. That's probably wisdom. It's always okay to be honest with the Lord. So sometimes he go real low and real dark, and then he'll pop back up and say everything is going to be all right because he was thinking out loud. He was reflecting on the meaning of it all. In the last time, in the last 40 days, let me ask you another question. How has your reflection process been? Can y'all talk to me? Can you talk? type that in? Because the people need to know how has your reflection on your life been? How has your reflection on your relationship with God been? Have you thought about the ups and downs of it all? Have you thought about the meaning of it all? Have, have you really just taken some time to take inventory of what's happening in your world and in your life right now. Well, that's exactly what we see uh, in Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter. Um, he's talking about the uncertainties of life. And in verse one and two, he says this, uh, send your grain across the seas and in time profits will flow back to you, but divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. That was Ecclesiastes verse one. And Two, when he said in uh, verse one, send your grain across the seas and in time profits will flow back to you. What was he talking about? You got to remember, we're living at a time, you know, shipping industry was, you know, was certainly brand new in comparison to uh, the time that we live in now. And whenever you would put some goods on a ship uh, to send them uh, across the way, there was always a risk. Uh, that that ship would be lost at sea, uh, a, a incredible risk because uh, these boats that were made out of wood and these individuals that don't have the technology that we have today would also often encounter storms. And, and, and it was always a risk that if you put your uh, your goods on the ship, that it would encounter a storm and it would sink. Uh, Psalm would say that there are many meanings to Ecclesiastes verse one. Uh, it reminds us of several things, not only as it relates to uh, what God has called us to do as it relates to the investments and the things that we want to see prosper in our lives in the natural, but it also says, spiritually speaking, whenever we share the gospel of Jesus Christ, whenever we share his, share his love, it's like sending our grains. It's like planting those seeds. It's like sending them across the sea. It's like reaching out to somebody with a, a, opera, with, a with the reality that you might be uh, re rejected. It's, it's the reality of saying, I'm taking a risk here. Uh, but Solomon says, even though there's an opportunity, it's true that the boat may sink. Even though there's an opportunity, it's true that what you're sharing with somebody else uh, may not be received. received. Solomon, in all his wisdom, says, send it 
anyway, because the profits will flow back to you. Let me ask you a question. I need y'all to talk to me. It's a uh, Monday morning. Is there anything that God is asking you to take a risk in right now? And be honest, maybe, maybe not, because maybe sometimes it's everything is not for everybody. So I want to hear, right? Uh, but this, this, this one right here, again, we talk about no risk it. You know, no, 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 no biscuit, right? So many people often talk about um, being stuck and somebody won't, people talk about they want God to do a new thing. And the question I come with is, well, how, are, what risk are you taking uh, in the Lord? What are you doing that is different than you've uh, ever, you know, done before? What is God calling you to do? Uh, Solomon says, send your grain across the seas. So let me stop again and ask you, what is the grain, right? Uh, the grain could be the gospel. What is the grain? The grain could be the thing uh, that you're you're trying to do. And, and he says, if you do it, the profits will flow back to you. Then he says, but divide your investments among many places for you do not know what risks might lie ahead. Oh, what was it? You could think about it. You could see it uh, that even I'll take you more shipping. I'll take you a little bit more forward in World War II uh, when the uh, Nazis and, and uh, Nazis had taken over the, the shipping lanes as it relates to shipping products that were going into, uh, into, into Britain. Um, what was happening was that the uh, Nazis had started uh, taking out supply ships. They started taking out, uh, and Britain was uh, really dependent on on on, on um, imports that was coming in for food and the necessities of life. They had this. They needed it to survive. And so the Nazis said, even if we don't bomb Britain, all we got to do is take out all of the ships before they got there. And so the only way that Britain was able to get what they needed, they had to send many ships, right? Uh, or people would send many ships toward Britain. And, and they say the Nazis may take out one or two, but they can't take them out, take them all out. And so Solomon here is kind of having the same concept. He says, listen, divide your investments among many places where you do not know where risk might lie ahead. If all you financial gurus out there, it's the same thing that your financial advisor told you, to, uh, uh, your financial advisor taught you about having uh, diversity in your investments, right? You're, you're, you have a diverse portfolio and all of those fun things because you don't know where risk uh, may be lying ahead. And God is saying to his people, I need you to be careful, right? I'm not saying that you're not going to have some challenges. I'm not saying that everything is going to be perfect. But what I'm telling you is, again, no risk it, no biscuit. You have to be clever and wise. Solomon is saying, I need you to take risks, but I need you to also count up the cost and recognize there's going to be, there's going to be some things coming against you. So how do you do it? Well, you diversify the risk that you take. Shout out to you entrepreneur types out there. Then what you got to do is you got to try a little bit of this and you got to try a little bit of that. See? Uh, 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 Solomon is helping me this morning, y'all. You know how he's helping me? Because he helped me to realize I'm not crazy when I get up sometimes, especially from a church perspective, and I try a little bit of this, and I try a little bit of that. And sometimes this doesn't work, but all of a sudden that takes off. And that's how I want to remind you in this season. Shout out to all of the people out there that God is asking you um, to take some risks. So again, I want to ask you a question. What risk are you taking in this season? What does God ask you to do? Or do you feel like this was just for Solomon? Do you feel like this was just for the entrepreneur. Can I ask you repeatedly, what are you doing differently? What has God spoken to you about? Are you doing some new things as it relates to career? As it doing, Are you doing some new things as it relates to your call? Are you doing some new things as it relates to uh, your spirituality? What risk are you taking? Are you being more vulnerable with the Lord? That's a big risk for somebody because you've been, you were vulnerable once before you got hurt. God is saying, I need you to open your heart and be vulnerable. Again, y'all ain't talking to me this morning. Y'all, y'all must don't like the biscuit. Listen, I want the biscuit. If you want no risk it, no biscuit. Listen, so as we go a little bit further, uh, he goes a little bit further and now he uses weather as an, a 
analogy. He says, when clouds are heavy, the rains come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. Farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. Oh, man, listen, I love verse uh, three and four. Uh, going back to verse three, he says, uh, when clouds are heavy, the rain come down. Whether a tree falls north or south, it stays where it falls. In verse three, uh, he was reminding us and giving us this analogy of a cloud. He was like, make no mistake about it. When the cloud uh, gets heavy at some point in time, the rain will fall uh, regardless of what direction the tree falls in. At some point when it does crash down, it's going to stay uh, where it's at. It's that reminder that there are some things uh, that are going to happen in this life. Is there are some things that are going to happen to you that are some things Things that are just going to, it is what it is. Uh, but verse four is kind of what he's trying to get at because he says, understanding and in this life, there are just certain things that are going to happen that we have no control over. In verse four, he want to talk to the analysts out there. I'm, I've been making fun of all of the analysts lately. Shout out to the analysts. We can't do life without analysts. But at some at some point, analysts, you analyze too much. And when you analyze too much, you, you no risk it, no biscuit, right? So look at verse four. He says, the farmer who waits for perfect weather uh, never plants. If they watch every cloud, they never harvest. There are some people right now this morning that I'm talking to. God is saying, again, using this, this for those that came in late, we got a crazy topic today. They got it from Tampa Bay. No uh, Buccaneers, no risk it no biscuit. And God is challenging us to take risk in our spirituality. He's calling us to take risk in our in our reach of others. He's calling us to take risk in our business endeavors. And in verse four, he says, there are some farmers out there. You're a farmer. He says, you're waiting for perfect weather. You're waiting for everything to be perfect before you make that move. And, and he says that if you watch every cloud, you will never harvest. You, you're watching all of the clouds. You, you're worried about the rain washing the seed away. You're worried about things not being perfectly aligned. But Solomon is teaching here that sometimes as a planter, sometimes as a builder, you have to have more faith in God uh, in comparison to the conditions, in comparison to the atmosphere, because all the time, the atmosphere is not going to look favorable. All the time, it's not going to be perfect. But when God tells you to move, that's when you got to move. I don't care what the stats say. I don't know, care what the people say. Can I make this really plain? In the middle of this season right now, in the middle of this economic uncertainty, there is an opportunity and there's a call and there's a command for the key people of God to make some wise moves and some wise decisions. Y'all, if you look at the course of history, every time there has been a recession, and I'm not saying we're going there, let's pray we don't, but every time there's been a recession, every time there's been a depression, don't y'all know that that some of the most, most successful and the most wealthy people come out of seasons such as this because they say this ain't the time to hunker down. This is the time to make a move. And I want to talk to somebody from a spiritual perspective as well. Perhaps you've been in a, a, a depression. So perhaps you've been in your own spiritual recession. What a time for God to make a move in your life, right? What a time for you to do what everybody else is unwilling to do. What a time for you to take a risk with everybody else is unwilling to take a risk. What a time for you to come back and, and try God in a, in, a, in, a, in a different way. But if you want to continue continue to do what you've been doing, you'll never experience God in a, in, a, in, a, in, a, in a special way. So God is saying, again, for like the eighth time this morning, no risk it. 
No biscuit. There's so many people God is trying to unstick right now, but he's saying, you got to take a chance on me. You got to trust me. You got to believe me like never before. So I'm asking you, because we're going to pray over it. What are the things that God has placed in your heart in this season? That What are the risks that God is asking you to take? Has he asked you to take a bolder chance in your trust in him? Has he asked you, is he calling you to do something different in ministry you've never done before? Is he calling you to do something different in your relationship that you've never done before? I want you to think about these things in your mind. If you can receive Ecclesiastes 11th chapter, you got to ask yourself, okay, God, if that's speaking to me, what is it then that God is asking me to be, where is it that God is asking me um, to be bolder? He goes on, just as you cannot understand the path of the wind or the mystery of a tiny baby growing in, a mo in his mother's womb, so you cannot understand the activity of God who does all things. He's trying to tell you uh, that we, like we used to sing that song, God moves in mysterious uh, ways. That scripture reminds us that though, that God's thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our uh, 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 ways. We serve a God that neither uh, slumbers nor sleeps. Our God is uh, operating in a way that is mysterious uh, to us. He said, you can't understand uh, the wind. Uh, Jesus even taught you this analogy when he talked about everybody that was born of the spirit. He said, you don't know where the wind comes from, but you just experience it when it shows up. And all the uh, writer here, all the preacher, all Solomon is trying to say is that as you can't understand when, as you can't understand the mystery of a tiny baby growing in, in his mother's womb, you can never understand the activity of God who does all things. And since you can't always understand the activity, the only thing that you got to under, only thing you can do is trust that God is being active. When you can't understand the move, of God uh, in your life. You have to uh, just trust that God is making a move. And this is so important if you're going to take a risk. It's one thing, I believe the reason that some of the, some of you don't take risks is because you don't believe or you don't understand how God is moving, especially if you're the analytical type. You, you really want some deeper understanding before you go forth and do what you got to do. And it's a great thing that we count up the cost, but Ecclesiastes 11 chapter says that sometimes you're not going to understand. And sometimes God God is not going to show it to you all. Don't y'all remember when Abraham was in the uh, Genesis, the 12th chapter, and he and he said, get up, Abram, I'm going to take you somewhere. Where are we going, Lord? I'm going to show you when we get there. Oh, could he really understand what God, what God was doing? But God was saying that if you trust me, I'm going to show you. But not until you make a step forward will you experience what I have for you. People of God were walking toward uh, the, uh, the, the the Red Sea, and in, in one of those times, uh, they were open, they were able to part the sea uh, before they ever step foot in the water. But later on, when they got to a sea that needed to be crossed, God said, it's not until you put your foot in the water will I make the ground dry and will I part the sea so that you can cross over. And I want to remind you that God wants you to cross over, but until you put your foot in the water, my sister and my brother, the sea will never part. Until you trust God like you've never trusted God before, Solomon reminds us repeatedly, you cannot understand the activity of God, but all I'm on assignment to let you know is that he is active. Somebody who believes that he's moving, type that in, say he's still moving. You need to understand that God is moving on your behalf. You need to understand that God is working it out for your good. You need to understand that God is making a way out of no way. You need to understand that God is protecting you, that God is providing for you, that God is God has your back. And that's why, even let me tell you a secret. People are wonder something. How can Pastor Walt take the risk that he takes sometimes? He must be crazy. He must don't count up the cost. He 
must be out of his mind. No, none of that is true. Let me tell you what it is. I've discovered something, y'all, that every time I've jumped out of the airplane, that the, my Lord and Savior has never, ever ever let me fall. Every time I jump out there, God has been on my side. Every time I try a new business opportunity, the Lord has made a way sometime. How every time I go forth and say, God, I know you told me to do this. I don't know what it looked like, but I'm going to do it anyway. God has been there. He's been a shelter in the time of the storm. He's protected his crazy child in me. And all I'm saying is that he's going to protect you in the same way. Oh, but he goes on. He says, so now that you understand these things, you understand that you can't wait for the perfect time to make a move. You understand that you got to be diverse uh, in your in, in, in your uh, adventures and in your investments. You understand that life is uncertainty, but God is, is uncertain, but God is on your side. Verse six says this. Now, now once you understand and you accept and you receive all of that, he says, plant your seeds in the morning and keep busy all afternoon for you don't know if profit will come from one activity or another, or maybe both. I'm in Ecclesiastes, the 11th chapter, y'all. Now the wise man man has told us now that you understand that God is on your side. You understand that God is not going to let you fall so long as you are in his will. Let me make that really clear. You got to be in his will. It's still in order to pray. You can't get outside of his will. But when you are in his will and he's walking with you, plant your seeds in the morning. Keep busy all afternoon for you don't know if profit will come from one or uh, one activity or another or maybe both. And these scriptures that we're reading, they have, they have all types of application. They have application as it relates to our call as a church to be the light of the world, to share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Christ in the morning. Dr. Lynch always talked about uh, the Great Commission. He always talks about the who is there, the what is there, the when is there, the why is there, but the how changes from generation to generation because the generations are, are different. The gospel never changes, but how we share that gospel changes. And so sometimes as a church, as a body of believers, when we're sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ with friends and family, that how looks different in 2022 comparison to 1965. Everybody would agree with that. In 1965, you didn't have to do Church, uh, on Facebook and YouTube and, and TikTok and things of that nature. The gospel hasn't changed, but the how has changed. And so we use various platforms because we just don't know which one is going to stick to people. And I want to remind you, it's the same thing in your natural life as well. Uh, do what God has called you to do. Uh, do a little bit of this. Uh, do a little bit of that. Variety being the spice of life because you never know how God is going to bless you. And the writer says, you'll be surprised that sometimes you're doing A over here and one over there. And the next thing you know, God gives you increase in both areas of your life. But what you can't do is sit on your derriere and try to figure it out. What you can't do is sit on your derriere and do nothing because you are timid and you are afraid that it's not going to work out for you. What you can't do is continue to do the same thing and expect God to do the extraordinary in his life. Can I say it again for about the 10th time? The word says today, no risk it, <laughs> no biscuit. And so he goes a little bit further and he reminds us of some other uh, other truths. As we close out, he reminds us in verse seven, light is sweet. How pleasant to see a new uh, day dawning. When people live to be very old, let them rejoice in every day of life, but let them also remember there will be many dark days. Everything still to come is meaningless. What is he talking about here? So now he's still musing and reflecting. I told you Solomon, sometimes when you read him, it seems like he's up and then he goes uh, down. I don't think he's down here. I think he's just talking about some advice 
for young and old people. And he's just talking about not the beauty uh, of, of living this life. And uh, but he talks about them when but our seniors out there, he says, when you get old, he said, let you learn to rejoice in every day of life. But I need you to also look back and look at over the uh, that and remember that there will be many dark days. And now, Solomon, this is what I want you to understand about the challenge and difficulty of Solomon. Uh, believe it or not, it is unknown and it is uncertain that at the end of Solomon's life, whether or not he remained true to the faith because he gotten so far away. He was so wise uh, he had, and he was so wealthy that he had gotten away from what's true. Be careful that when God blesses you, you don't become so wise and so wealthy that you get away from what is true. But in this moment of musing, if I could talk to Solomon and say, Solomon, I understand what you're saying as it relates to people looking back and there will be dark days. But when we look back and there are, and we realize that there were, will that we had went through dark days. And when we look back and we recognize that there are more dark days to come, the encouragement here is that even in the midst of your darkest hour, the Lord God almighty promises to be on your side. And that is why you should be encouraged to take risks because you've been through dark days before. And even though you recognize that there will be dark dark days of ahead when you look back over your life and you reflect on your journey on your darkest days the lord it kept you and the evidence of it is that you are hearing me this morning is there anybody or that doesn't mind giving god some praise and glory because that's why we come in here you thank him for keeping you in your darkest days and if there's somebody that is in a dark season right now i want to remind you that god is going to keep you in this one like he kept you in the in the last one and i want to remind you that even though it's dark today, I want to encourage you that a special thing is on its way. That's God's word for you, that even though it's dark today, there is something special uh, that is uh, on the way. And he goes on uh, to remind us uh, in verse nine, young people, it's wonderful to be young. Enjoy every minute of it. Do everything you want. Take it all in. But remember that you must give an account to God for everything you do. So refuse to worry and keep your body healthy. But remember that youth with a whole life before you is meaningless. My sisters and brothers, now he goes and talks to our younger crowd. Shout out to the folks that are young or young at heart. He reminds us it's beautiful to have life. It's beautiful uh, to enjoy your life. But he says, remember this, you got to give an account for everything that you do or don't do. And I think this is an account for the risk that you take or the ones that you fail to take. I think this is an account for the decisions you make or the ones you fail to make. God is asking us and reminding us to enjoy the life that he's given us. And I think this is applicable regardless of your age to enjoy the life that God is giving you. In verse 10, he says what we've been saying in the in the um, Sermon on the Mount. He said, refuse to worry. Did y'all see this? I mean, Ecclesiastes 11 chapter, verse 10, in the midst of it all, when you take these risks, in the midst of it all, when you do what God has called you to do, verse 10, he says, refuse to worry. Listen, I woke up today and I said, I refuse to worry. Is there anybody in here? I wish Joe was over here to put me in E flat, as he would say. Is there anybody in here that woke up today and said, I refuse to worry? Is there is anybody today said, I'm just going to trust the Lord? Is there anybody today that said, I'm just going to lift up holy hands? I don't care how dark it may be. I don't care how uncertain things going to be. I refuse to worry. Did you see what the wisest man on the planet said? Or at the time he said, refuse to worry. You got to get to the point where when worry knocks on your door, you just have to say, you know, welcome here. <laughs> you got to get to the point when worry comes at you. You got to say, I'm sorry. We're not accepting you today. And that's what I want to tell somebody today is 
soon as you get on your email today, someone's going to be trying to worry you, but you got to say, nope, we're not going to have any worries today. As soon as you uh, turn your phone on, they're going to get a text message about some nonsense. You're going to say, no, I'm not worried about that today. What I'm going to do today is I'm going to risk it because if no risk it, no biscuit. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to plant my seeds. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to pray a powerful prayer. Uh, I'm going to pray a powerful prayer. I'm going to get up today with the intent of doing everything that God has called me to do. I'm going to get up today because I'm not going to be stuck any longer. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to share the love of Jesus Christ. I'm going to get up today and I'm going to make some steps toward what I know God has called me to do because that is what it means in this life, my sisters and brothers. Because remember the, 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 the phrase that prays today is simple one. No risk it, no biscuit. And I ask you this, it's prayer time. What are the risks that God is calling you to, to take? And I want you to type those in because we're going to pray over them right now. We just got about two minutes left. But this is what this season is about. Remember I told you all that this season of fasting and prayer, we're climbing a mountain. We've talked about so many perfecting the gifts, and we've talked about managing what God has given us, and we've just talked about so many things that God is doing. And now he's reminding you that as you want, if you want to go higher, that you're going to have to take some risk in him, right? If you really want to go higher, you're going to have to take some risk in him. Somebody said, Lord, clarify the risks that you want them to take. That's powerful. And the Holy Spirit will guide you in that. And this concept is proven true and true in the word of God. When he called the disciples, they some of them had some very prosperous businesses going on. Jesus walked up to them and simply said this, stop what you're doing and follow me. Y'all remember that? Every disciple, they had something else going on. Stop what you're doing and follow me. God, I'm fishing right now. Yeah, I know what you're doing, but if you come and follow me, you won't be fishing for tilapia anymore. I'm going to make you a fisherman of men and women. Oh, they had to think there for a moment, didn't they? They had to say, you know, am I going to keep doing what I'm comfortable with? Or am I going to take a risk on this barefooted carpenter from Nazareth? And I think what it was was the spirit within them let them know that this is a risk that you could take. Yeah, I know it's uncertain, but you can trust this and go forward. So it's my prayer today that the spirit of God will help you in your risk taking. And the spirit of God, when Jesus taps you on the shoulder and say, come and follow me. You've never done this in ministry before, but come and and follow me. You've never done this in your relationship before, but come and, and, and follow me. You've never done this in your life. Nobody in your family has done it. And you don't even know how to do it. But the spirit of God will say, come and, and follow me. And when, when you get tapped on the shoulder in that way, I pray that you are obedient to the call. I pray that you are obedient to the assignment. Listen carefully. Listen closely. God won't hide this from you because the will of God is never lost. God wants you to know his will. God wants you to be intimately in tune with his will. But sometimes we're looking for it in grandiose ways, and he's still speaking in that still small voice. And today he's going to speak to somebody and say, I've been saying it. You've just been ignoring it because that ain't what you really wanted to hear. I've been saying it. You've been ignoring it. You thought that was for somebody else. I've been saying it, but you've been ignoring it because you wanted to do something else. I need you to come and follow me. Come and follow me. That's what God is saying. If you come and follow me, I'm going to do some extraordinary things in your life. If you come and follow me, I'm going to use you like you've never 
been used before. Listen, y'all know how we do it. If you can receive that, let the church say amen. Go ahead and type amen. Go ahead and type amen. Let's pray, y'all. Lord, here we are, God. We 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 thank you for this these words of wisdom from from Ecclesiastes the 11th chapter. Uh, we thank you, God, for reminding us, God, that in this season, um, we're going to have to take some 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 risk, Father God. We're going to take some spiritual risks, some risk in the natural. God, show us, God. We don't want to just be out here uh, half-heartedly doing stuff. Show us, God. We don't want to be out here just um, putting our future or our families or things like that on the line. Show us, God, through your spirit, God, uh, when, when we need to move. God, I pray over every risk taker right now because... Following you, Father God, sometimes to, to, it can even feel like a risk because sometimes we don't understand how you move. But Lord, that's what your word reminded us of today, that we don't have to always understand you. We just have to always trust you. We don't have to always see it, God, but we have to operate in faith. So I pray, Father God, that my sisters and brothers' faith will be renewed. I pray, Father God, that it will be revived. I pray that it will be boosted so that they can trust you in this season because you are calling some of us to do some new things and it's going to feel so risky. God, but I pray and I thank you for the testimonies for everyone that can receive what you're calling them to do. I pray and I thank you, God, right now for the testimonies for everybody that's willing to take a risk in your name. God, I thank you for the new evangelists, the new psalmists, the new entrepreneurs, the new speakers, the new bankers, the new this, the that, and the other that will come out of this season because somebody took a risk on you. I thank you for the new love. I thank you for the new hope. I thank you for the new joy. I thank you for the new houses. I thank you for the new spiritual clarity. I thank you for the spiritual discernment. I thank you for the spiritual gifts that are going to come out of this season because we decided to surrender and take a risk on you. God, I praise you for it right now. I, I really feel like today that somebody is getting blessed. I feel like today, right now in this second, somebody is being delivered. I feel like right now in this moment, somebody is hearing from you and gives some clarity to an unanswered question. Thank you, God, for doing that in our presence, God, so that we can understand that your word is true, so we can understand that your power rests with us when we gather in your name. Forgive us of our sins, God. Give us courage today. Let us go forward, Father God. God, we love you on the day. We praise you on the day. It's in the powerful name of Jesus. We pray together. Amen, amen, amen. Listen, y'all, God bless you. Love you. Appreciate you being here. We back in this joint, same back time, same back channel. We'll see you tomorrow at 6.38. Thank you for tuning in to the Morning Inspiration with Pastor Walt podcast. This and other podcasts, as well as our live Sunday morning service, can be found on all of our streaming platforms and are also available on the new Chosen City Church app, which is available on both the Apple Store and Google Play. We would love to see you in person on Sunday morning at either our 8 a.m. or 1015 services. We are located at 13925 Irwin Road in Charlotte, North Carolina. We hope to see you soon and have a blessed day.